Oh yeah, the take Easy. Hello everyone. This is a little bit different. Eric and I, episode 64 of the Take It Easy Sports Show. My name is Zach Alvira. Eric Newman, uh, to my, I think it's to my left, technically. I can't really tell. Uh, we're doing this live for the first time ever. Yeah. Usually we actually record this and, you know, we can edit out all of our mistakes. But now this time, you guys get to see how much we truly mess up, how much yeah. Eric and I kind of get after each other a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we'll try to keep it tame, but uh, we've got a good show for you. Obviously, uh, we're going to be highlighting the last week of the Arizona high school football season, going over some scores, some key games, some obviously matchups that Eric and I saw ourselves. And beyond that, the rankings came out for the first time this season. And uh, this this conversation might get a little spicy. Eric, Absolutely. I know, I know there are some people who have some, you know, differentiating opinions when it comes to this type of stuff. Um, but please, if you can, you see it right on the bottom. If you have a comment or question, either log in with your Facebook account or send a DM to me. That is at Zach Elvira on Twitter. I have my phone right here. Any DMs I get, my phone's going to light up. We'll be able to read them on air. If you have questions, comments, you want to tell us that we shouldn't do it live anymore, please tell us and we won't do it live anymore. <laughs> I don't know if I, uh, most of them, I don't know if I agree with. Uh, we'll agree with all your positive comments and then just ignore the negative ones. Yeah, I might I might go back to the negative ones later, though. We'll see. Yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're going to be joined by uh, Cody Cameron, the uh, Arizona varsity head football analyst. He's going to kind of break down some of the rankings and stuff with us. That's going to be a little bit later. And then part of this show, which is kind of one thing that we wanted to do was, you know, Arizona varsity has a bunch of different podcasts. Um, you have Sandy's podcast. Jordan Ham does a podcast. Um, you know, Ralph has two or three of them that he does. And Chili's got his shows almost every single night. I think he's either breaking down film, doing the, the what, the Wednesday Freshman 15, obviously his two pieces on Tuesdays, which brings me to this point. We're going to have him on. And going forward, basically, on Tuesday nights now, we're going to kind of be the opening show for his show. So we're going to bring him on towards the end. We're going to let him tell us what the best thing that he ate in the last week was, like we do with our show at the very end every single time. And most importantly, he's going to be able to kind of preview what he's going to be talking about, what you guys can expect from his show coming up. So something very cool. It's all being run through the Arizona Varsity Podcast Network Twitter account and the Facebook. So, yeah, kind of a, you know, some people wait until like a milestone episode to kind of switch things up. We did it episode 64. So and I think it's like, what, the third or fourth time we've actually switched things up. Yeah. So. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if we do it again. Next week we'll have something different. <laughs> Probably. I wouldn't be surprised either. Uh, but with that being said, Eric, let's jump into some scores. So uh, I have the 6A scores right next to me. We're going to go through 6A through 2A. Um, we'll stop at 6A, maybe highlight a game or two or something that surprised us. Uh, we're not going to name off everything just because we don't want this to go on for, you know, a dumb amount of time. Um, but yeah, if there's anything that you that you want to... Uh, that you want to chime in with, obviously, like I said, my DMs are open, log in with Facebook, I'll be able to see, you know, any comments that you have right here, I have it pulled up, nothing yet. Um, hopefully, people are actually watching us and not making fun of us quite yet, you will have a chance later, I promise. One of us will do something stupid. Or Saliga, if you're out there watching us, I will probably say a name wrong and you can clown me on Twitter for it. it is okay. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, an exciting week of football last week. No Thursday games when it came to 6A. Um, Brophy Prep, 24-6 to over Boulder Creek. Andrew's probably a little upset about that one. That was my uh, doorbell chime. Let me go ahead and turn that off. Um, Centennial. Here's one that I want to stop at, Eric. <laughs> Someone's at my front door. Sorry. Um, Centennial knocked off Williamsfield 17-3. to yeah. Now, in this game, from what I heard, and if anyone's out there listening to, please tell us. I don't believe C.J. Taylor played. Obviously, Williamsfield, very talented quarter, uh, quarterback. And there was a little uh, a little uh, ruckus, if you may, at some point during the game that involved the ejection of two players on Williamsfield's team as right. well. So, I mean, but just in general, even before that, 17-3 to in favor of Centennial, a team that we talked about several weeks now, for several weeks now, just how it's kind of been a little – a little weird to see them struggling so much. Absolutely. Uh, but when you see them now bounce back 17 to three against a Williamsville team, that probably was, or not probably Jacob. Thank you for the first DM. He told me that CJ Tiller did not play. So 
you know, Centennial bouncing back in a really good way now, two weeks in a row against a team that many had in the open division mm -hmm. or at least going to the 6A playoffs or championship game like I did. I mean, what does that tell you about the Coyotes? It, you know, it tells me that they're good, but it doesn't tell me anything that we didn't already know. Like yeah. Centennial, they had a few tough losses at the beginning of the year, but I think everybody thought they would bounce back and be a solid team. Um, maybe maybe people had different thoughts on this game in particular because Williamsfield is another talented squad, but Centennial's good. They're going to be a playoff team. They're going to be a tough out. It'll be It'll have to probably be in the 6A playoffs with the losses they've had, but they're going to be they're going to be a really, really tough out in 6A. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they make a run. Well, and, and we'll get into where they fall right now when it comes to the rankings. Now, obviously, again, the rankings right now are going to be totally different in five weeks. 100%. When the regular season's over or six weeks, four weeks, six weeks, whatever it is. Um, Hamilton and Chaparral, a very close one. You know, this was a Chaparral team that in week one, a lot of people were kind of writing them off because they thought they were going to be extremely good. Then they fall to Queen Creek. Little did we know at the point at that time that Queen Creek would be undefeated at this point in the season. Yeah, no kidding. And then Chaparral beats Saguaro. So we're thinking, okay, well, obviously the Firebirds are, you know, they definitely have bounced back. Now they went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Hamilton, who, you know, is, one what, number 17 in the country right now, nationally. Mm -hmm. That Chaparral team, Eric, do you think they deserve to be in the open division? I think that if they finish eight and two and have some really convincing wins along the way, there's at least an argument. It depends yeah. on whether teams like Queen Creek or Cactus or some of the other ones that are kind of in that open contention maybe lose a game or two and they, they sneak in. If Chaparral gets in, yeah. it's going to have to be a low seed. Um, but I mean, there's, a, there's a chance that they at least deserve to be in contention and that's kind of where they're at right now, right on that bubble. I can tell you right now, if Cactus loses a game, it's because Cactus threw it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. They're not going to, I don't think, <laughs> but the, the point I'm making is that there are other teams that, um, you know, are kind of on top of the bubble right now. Like, yeah. um, but if one or two of them falls off, then maybe there's a chance for a Chaparral yeah. or a Williamsfield or something like that. And I will say that, you know, um, that 35-32 score, I mean, it kind of surprised me, I'll be honest, because I thought Hamilton was going to win at least by two touchdowns. But the fact that Chaparral played them that close, and if someone knows, like, the exact details of how that game actually transpired, please let us know. Um, if it was, like, you know, a defensive stop by Hamilton, was it, like, a, a field goal they had to kick? I mean, obviously, 35, so probably wasn't a field goal situation. They probably just got five touchdowns at an extra point. Yeah, um, but please let us know like what the situation was with that, because um, I definitely want to know because that that looked like it was a fantastic game. And, you know, Hamilton's uh, pretty accustomed to being a part of some uh, some wild games already. That's for sure. So <laughs> I saw one first person. Um, Hagley, man, did they bounce back? 44-29 over Desert Ridge. Um, I did not expect that score. I'll be completely honest. Me either. Um, one score that I did kind of expect, which is, I don't know if people are going to, you know, be mad at me for this. Um, actually, I didn't expect it to be this bad. 49 to 3 Basha over Desert Vista. Desert Vista, though, is, is missing Devin Grubbs, and he is obviously a huge playmaker. For He's them. a huge and, part of that team. Yeah. So, you know, that's unfortunate for them. Uh, their schedule does not get any easier. They have Hamilton this week. So, Desert Vista is kind of at the point right now where they just need to survive the next two weeks, basically. And then they get to games that are probably a little more winnable for that team. Uh, Mountain Ridge put up 77 points against La Jolla. Um, was they Brendan are Anderson absolute feast of them in that team. They've, was, been, they've <laughs> had some incredible wins and then get blown out one week. Yeah, and Jacob actually just said, going back to Chaparral Hamilton, it was 35-32, four minutes left. Uh, Chaparral kicked the onside kick, but Hamilton recovered. So uh, Chaparral basically tried to do what Hamilton did to bishop gorman and uh instead of the gales letting hamilton recover hamilton didn't let chaparral recover so that's pretty yeah. good um totally unrelated but did you see on twitter the dude who's still mad that i wrote a story saying that hamilton had like an amazing comeback i think it's a guy I did from not. 
It sounds yeah, like Twitter know. to me that and someone there, would be mad about something that's know. factual. And, and, and what's terrible is the fact that he did it. He he like replied to me like two weeks after the game was already over. That's really cool. So he was going out yeah. of his way to find something. That yeah, guy was, is awesome. Bitter. That's he a was bitter. that's a really really interesting yeah. and awesome fellow right there. Yeah. So. Uh, really good guy. Uh, Queen Creek, 21 nothing over Castile. They continue to roll. Red Mountain, Battle of Brown Road, 20-3 to over Mountain View. I did not expect that one. I actually had Mountain View winning that game. So, Red Mountain, kudos to you. Um, you uh, Red Mountain's 5-1. and one. They're right on the cusp of And so the only contention. loss is Liberty. The only yeah. loss is to Liberty. Um, Pinnacle, 28-21 over South Point. Looked like a good matchup there. That's a rematch of the uh, Open Division uh, quarterfinals, what, two years ago, right? 2019? Yeah. Yeah, uh, that was wasn't that Devin Dampier's like debut or maybe not debut, but he started that game. Yeah, that was kind of his coming out party for yeah. being the starter for that team. Yeah, uh, tough way to do it. But man, he's yeah. good. Um, Highland 14 to seven over Sander Day. That looked like a defensive battle between two obviously very good defensive teams. Um, Corona del Sol rolled over Skyline 45 to nothing. Tolleson, Rich Wellbrock, 53 to 13 over North. Valley Vista 45 to 6 over Westview. Trevor Brown continues to have such a great season. We'll talk about them once we get to the rankings as well. 33-0 over Copper Canyon and Westwood 46-20 over Tucson. Um, Eric, we're gonna move right to 5A because obviously we've already, you know, kind of highlighted some of those games. Um, yeah. 5A on Thursday. I saw Horizon play Apollo. This Horizon team, I knew they were good, right? But seeing them actually play in person they were a very good team um they stood out and they really stood out um now apollo is no slouch either no apollo's a playoff team right now and they they honestly like they did not let apollo do much apollo only scored after it was like already over sure and the only touchdown that apollo even had i believe in the first half was a kick return from uh from muhammad so i mean it was that kid is was, good though. That kid so, can play. He is so good. Um, so yeah, that Horizon's a good team. I th- I think Horizon's going to be either nine and one or ten and zero. And I yeah, I, I mean, they, they Apollo, deserve to be open. Apollo is if if they went off of the open rankings right now, there'd be two five A teams in. Apollo would be a top eight seed. They'd have a home yeah. game in the first match. That's not a bad team. And for Horizon to look that good and beat them that soundly is a is a big victory. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Desert View, another team that we will uh, be talking about here pretty soon. 42 nothing over Nogales. Uh, running through a few of the 5A scores. Um, Buena's a 5A team. They played 4A Casa Grande. Casa Grande, man, just I saw them a couple weeks ago. They continue to roll too. 42 to yep. 7 over Buena. Um, maybe we'll talk. We'll we'll talk about Cactus when we get to when we bring Cody on. Right. 42 to 14 over Desert Edge. Now. Some people had Desert Edge winning that game. I had Cactus winning. I didn't expect it to be like that, though. No, so I expected talking. it to be a, a 50-50 yeah. match. One team wins by a score or two, but they dominated. We'll talk, we'll talk more about that game in a little bit. Yep. Um, Eric, the battle of two teams way out there. <laughs> Canyon View 27-14 over, uh, over Willow Canyon. Uh, Desert Mountain 37-7 over uh, Barry Goldwater. Um, let's see. Saguaro 69 to seven over Maricopa. Now Saguaro has all of its transfers eligible. So that's going to be a different team. I'm going to see them this weekend. See our cannon out of California. And, uh, let's see West point 30 to 20 over Agua Fria. Uh, that is a big a. one. It was uh, a before we get into foray, um, yeah. we talked about it on Chili show a little bit. West point gets its first ever varsity football victory. Um, yeah. they missed all last season due to uh covid stuff the the tuhsd didn't play um they get a win over agua fria who going into that one was four and one uh a a solid team in 5a so so good on west point um they've had some adversity they lost a few games to start this season didn't play last year and what was supposed to be their first ever varsity season so so good for the dragons yeah, and I was just going to say the dragon's one of the better mascots. That we it's have. awesome. And the dragon they have on their helmet, I think, is really cool, too. Is it the same one that's the logo on AZ Prep? Yeah, it's black and really cool. has the red, red fire and yeah. everything. It's an awesome yeah, logo. That is really cool. Uh, 4A scores, ALA Queen Creek. Uh, they held off Mesquite 20-14. to 14. Um, You know, a week after 
you know, having to come from behind against three ALA Gilbert. Uh, ALA Queen Creek had a pretty tough outing with against Mesquite, but I mean, Mesquite's also one of those teams that, you know, aside from that first game against Cactus, we all knew that they were obviously going to improve. Over of course. Um, let's see. Canaan Deloro, 35-21 over Peoria. Deer Valley continued to roll 50-0 over Carl Hayden. That team is undefeated. Deer Valley. Um, They're good. Micah Mountain. I hope I'm saying that right. Chris Eaton, let me know if I'm saying that right. It's Micah or Mika. One of the yeah, two. I, can't, I don't know. 42-6 uh, over Douglas. Uh, Douglas is a team I saw earlier play Casa Grande. They just don't have the numbers, man. It's 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 tough. Uh, Marco Siniza, a close one that you were at, which I'm going to let you talk about. 14 to 7 over Flagstaff. What was that game all about? A lot of defense, clearly. Defense. Flagstaff had a bunch of injuries. Um, Nick Morrow, their D1 recruit. Um, Jake Whitinger, their other star. Their two best wide receivers were out in a passing offense. Um, and Marcos Deniza, just knowing that Flagstaff was going to have to target just one or two guys and run the ball a lot, they, they played really, really good defense, turned Flagstaff over a bunch. Um, Flagstaff's defense played really well too. And Marcos, you know, just did a little bit, just did barely enough to, to scrape by. They're three and three. That's a tough team. Yeah, right on. Um, Post and Butte, 35 to zero over Northwest Christian. That one I was surprised about to see. Me too. Not, not necessarily Post and Butte winning, but just holding Northwest Christian scoreless. I think I was. Yeah. Yeah. 35 0 is a, is a dominant yeah. score. Post and Butte's good, man. They are good. Uh, Glendale, 48 43 over Seton. That's like a really good game. Uh, Gila Ridge, one of your favorites, 41 to seven over Yuma. They got the uh, win. Yuma. Coach Slaughter's yeah. first win as a head yeah. coach. Historic, historic. Uh, Coconino, twenty nine to ten. Eric, quickly tell us about that because we gotta we gotta get moving so we don't keep uh, the senator waiting. Yeah, that was a Saturday game. It was Coconino's homecoming. They missed the game before due to some COVID stuff, um, and actually went down ten to two at halftime in this game. Um, but then they had three drives. All of them were long. They didn't throw a pass in any of the three drives in the second half just continued to run the ball down Lee Williams' throat. Um, their offensive line got really, really good push, and they just dominated. The defense played really well. Uh, second half was just a completely different Coganino team, and they're they're 3-0 now. They've missed two games and had a bye the first week, so they haven't played as many as a lot of the other teams, but 3-0, and and they're rated number three in 4A right now. And I think, it, I think it's fair. They're a talented yeah. squad. Right on. Uh, 3A scores, ALA Gilbert North, whew, 55 to 9 over Arizona College Prep. Um, Valley Christian is 60 to 0 over Coronado. Eastmark 31 18 over Coolidge. Eastmark is a playoff team currently. Um, going through a couple more here, River Valley, a team that you know we've seen, um, you know, in a lot of actually close games too, 38 to 0 over Mojave. That, that one's not so close. Um, and Safford 13 to 12 over Pueblo. That'll be a really, really good game. And Yuma Catholic, hey, continue to roll. I think I think Richard Stallworth had what like over 500 yards passing that game. Crazy. And a 63 to 0 win over Chino Valley. Just ridiculous. Light work. Light work for them. Light work. Yeah, literally. <laughs> uh two-way scores. Just reading off a couple here. Benson 56 to 14 over Bisbee. Arik Prep 66 to 32 over San Carlos. Uh, Parker continues to roll 36 16 over Camp Verde. Chandler Prep 73 points against an NFL Yet team. That was 73 36. And Fountain Hills 23 over Scottsdale Christian. Uh, there's and one 3A score I want to go over before we go too much further. I'll do one more 2A and then we're done anyway. So 57 0 Santan Charter. Carrie Taylor's team is a lot different now. They're a lot cool. different. They're going to be They're really good the different. rest of the way. Yes, they are. Cool. Go ahead. What was the 3A score? So the score itself is not anything, you know, worth writing home about. Paradise Honors beat Cortez 57 to 6. But what I I'm looking at the box score right now. Paradise Honors sophomore quarterback Gage Baker, 19 for 21, 251 yards and eight touchdown passes. Ooh. I don't know what the record is in 3A, but that has to be close. Whoa. Wouldn't 
wouldn't Richard Stallworth maybe be the <laughs> Richard Stallworth? Actually... <laughs> He's like, he's oh, wait, there's only one that actually has that. for me. Yeah, that's probably, yeah, literally. No, but I don't actually know what the record is, but eight touchdown passes from a sophomore quarterback is incredible. That is, that is incredible. Um, all right, Eric. So those are, that's kind of the, the, the wrap up that we usually do. Sometimes we spend a little bit more time on it. Uh, we got to bring Cody Cameron on here, but before we do, uh, I'm going to just run through very quickly what some of the rankings are. So we're going to start with 1A football. So this is top 12, and this is what it's going to look like when it comes to brackets. Um, as of right now, in order, 1 through 12, Muggion, Mojave Accelerated, St. David, Williams, El Capitan, San Manuel, Hayden, Baghdad, Lincoln Prep, which is the only 1A school that I cover, by the way, they're in Chandler, uh, Valley Union, Salome, and Fredonia. That is your 1 through 12. If the playoffs started tomorrow, that is what the brackets will look like. Uh, 2A, we move to 16 teams. Number one, Parker. Going in order, Arizona Lutheran, number two, Morenci, Gilbert Christian, Wilcox, Holbrook, Pima, Benson, uh, Scottsdale Prep, Camp Verde, Chandler Prep, St. John's, Sequoia Pathway, Tank Verde, Antelope Union, and Scottsdale Christian sitting there at number 16, which is surprising because Scottsdale Christian was one of those teams that I actually had playing for a 2A championship to start the year. 3A, top 16 again. Valley Christian, Round Valley, River Valley, lot of valleys uh snowflake ala gilbert yuma catholic sholo thatcher safford blue ridge shout out to jeremy hathcock uh sabino pushridge winslow eastmark like i said eastmark right now playoff team i think that'd be the first time ever uh wickenburg and payson all right as we get to foray you have to remember that when i say coconino at number one this is excluding two teams that are in the open division which we'll get to last so currently, if it started with those two teams out of the 4A conference, number one is Coconino. Number two is Casa Grande, Post and Butte, Prescott, Glendale, Apache Junction, St. Mary's, Mesquite, Deer Valley, Greenway, Flagstaff, Ben Franklin, Buckeye, Lake Havasu, Amphitheater, and Thunderbird. First things first, can you imagine Mesquite versus Deer Valley first round matchup? Be great. <laughs> That'd be That'd be insane. Uh, 5A football, again, excluding the open division teams. I think there were two. Uh, number one, Verado. Number two, this is going to make some people mad, Saguaro. Uh, number three, Desert Mountain. Number four, Sunrise Mountain. Then you have Desert Edge, Sal Point, Apollo, Sunnyside, Millennium, Marana, Notre Dame, Sunny Slope, Kellis, Camelback, Central, and Gilbert. Now, finally, the 6A top 16, excluding four teams from the 6A conference. Number one, Highland. Liberty's number two, followed by Chaparral, Red Mountain, Centennial, Brophy, Castile, Pinnacle, Mountain Ridge, Perry, Mountain View, Mountain Point, Williamsfield, Shadow Ridge, Desert Ridge, and Trevor Brown. Now, the reason I kind of emphasize Mountain Point That'd be their first playoff appearance in two years for a team that used to dominate the state. So that'd be a huge turnaround for that team. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, we say hello to our friend Cody Cameron before I go ahead and read off the open division because this is what we brought him on because him and I are probably going to argue. Oh, good um, <laughs> And by the, way, by the way, I don't like where I'm positioned on here, like between – these two right here yeah you guys are good this is this is terrible i don't like eric anywhere near me so and that's just a creepy face right there man there are worse things <laughs> that's true yeah why do you think we put you there we knew it would make you who gave this trio airtime anyway we're just gonna joke around the entire time for the next 10 minutes well, you see ralph ralph made a, a mistake when he made me the boss of arizona varsity so i get to do what i want now so, yeah, very nice, yeah. very nice. Which, by the way, uh, I'm gonna have to edit all of your stories from now on, Cody. Yeah, see, I already, I'm gonna end this right now. <laughs> <I'm just done>. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, well, Cody, thank you for joining us. Um, let me go ahead and throw up just in case you don't know who he is. He is Cody Cameron, Arizona varsity head football analyst. Look how fancy I even I got this ready for us, man. That's I actually man. I nice put work. in like 15 minutes of work to get this done. I'm going to say something before we get into the high school football stuff. Um, Now that Cody's here, I'm actually going to call you out, Zach. Cody and you both had 
made plans to come up to NAU, watch this homecoming game as they take on Southern Utah. Cody emailed Cody Bashor, the SID, and I asked, oh, Zach, did you follow through on the plans we had made? No. What would you say? Nah. <laughs> so there goes us planning something and actually like doing something fun. And Zach just is not coming for Lord knows what reason. It's only Tuesday. I will. They don't have. No, a that's not the way you said it. You, I asked if you were coming and you said no. All right, would it make you happy if I just if I emailed Cody? You do whatever you need to do. Are you sure? Would yeah. It make you happy. A hundred percent. All right, I'll email him after. Do I have? A, I mean, what what time is the game at? I think it's at one. Yeah, it's a one. Oh, well, I don't even need to stay with you then. I'll just come home. Yeah. All right, I'll email him. I'll come up there. Um. All right, Cody. So now that you're here, uh, here's the current open division rankings. And again, this caused a lot of, uh, you know, yeah, uproar on Twitter, including you. Um, <laughs> so number one, no surprise, Chandler. Number two, another not so surprising name in Hamilton. Number three, Queen Creek. Number four is Cactus. Five is Basha. Six is Desert View. Seven is Horizon. And eight is ALA Queen Creek. Uh, Cody, what was your initial thoughts when you saw those rankings today? My initial thoughts is take the bottom three teams out and put the next three teams in, which is Highland Liberty and Shap. Guys, it's the <laughs> Open. It's the top eight teams. Yes, it is going to change. Horizon, heck, yeah. Zach, you made a statement, I don't know, eight minutes ago saying that. Horizon can go 9-1, 10-0. They're not going to go 10-0. They're going to play Saguaro. They're going to lose to Saguaro here in about two weeks. Um, God, people are going to absolutely hate me on here, but I – I'm going to be brutally honest on this show like I am. That's the point. Yeah, yeah that's the guys, point. we need the top eight football teams in the state to play in the open. And I, you know what's funny is a lot of the 4-8 teams that are in minus Cactus, they would probably agree. And and Coach Ortiz and that Cactus team, I before the season, I said, hey, no 4-8 team this year should be in. But Cactus has proven me wrong, man. And honestly, I think that defense is good enough to play with some of the 6-8 teams. I don't think they can play with Chandler. I don't think they can play with Hamilton. I don't think they match up well against Basha. But I think they can keep him in, in, in some games and some of the other 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 teams that are in here. I'm going to pull up the, the standings and right that's, now. But. The thing is, you saying that is not a slight against them either. Those no. top three or four teams are incredible, and though only they can keep up with each other. Well, guys, Ch Chandler and Hamilton have programs of 200 and 220 kids with enrollments. Yeah of 3,500 students, 4,000 students. Yeah. Like it's just different football, right? You just pull from different things, but like, I look at desert view. That's not a top eight team in the state. Once again, this is going to change. Desert view has to play South point. I think this week, and I expect them this to lose week. that football game, yep. which would bounce them out. A Lake Queen Creek though, doesn't play any team that I think will beat them. The next four games they play, they play Marcos, Thunderbird, Seton and Benjamin Franklin. Guys are going to win those four games. They run the table According to these rankings right now, if we don't have a human element, they will be in. And they are not a top eight team in the state. Let them play in the 4A playoffs. Let them compete for a 4A championship. They will lose to Highland. They will lose to Chaparral. They will lose to Liberty. They will lose to a ton of other 6A teams. And it wouldn't be close. Take them out. Let's have a human element. And let's get the best eight teams to play in the open. The thing is, I don't even think that um, if they win out, the rankings would have them there. I think that the strength of schedule for some other teams would end up bumping them up. But you would hope so. You would, you would hope, hope so, so, but right? no one expected no one expected them well, to be there but, right now. But like last year, we had a human element, and we still didn't have the top eight teams. Like Corona del Sol was not a top eight team in the state of Arizona, and they went in the open. It's same with South Point, and it was it, we saw what happened, you know. And I don't want that. I want competitive games, man. Like, I thought South Point was maybe one, maybe one of the top eight teams. They were really good last year. Well, we didn't get to see them play Saguaro, right? Yeah, I think they would have lost Saguaro. I think they would have lost, but it might have been close. It wouldn't maybe not the same just domination as it was against Hamilton. Yeah, Who knows? Just, I mean, that, that's a what if, right? I, I will yeah. say Corona was not a top eight team in the state. No, I agree. I, I agree. With you that. know, and, and that one. And, and so I just want to see the top eight teams. I don't care if that means a three loss Highland team goes. If that three losses are against Chandler, Hamilton, and Basha, they yeah. should go. I mean, it's the top three teams in the state. You're going to penalize them for that. So I, I don't want to see Desert View run a table, 
and have to go get served up to the wolves literally <laughs> by playing Chandler. So I just give me yeah. the top eight teams. So Cody, I want to ask you a question because on, on Twitter, I saw a lot of conversations with, um, I think it was Marcus Carter, obviously mm-hmm. one of the co-ed coaches there at Desert Edge. And they were kind of talking about how the committee, quote unquote, I think kind of screwed them over last year, putting them at number mm-hmm. eight against Chandler. But my question to you is, was Desert Edge one of the top eight teams last year? If you want competitive games, like you just said, mm-hmm. did they even belong? Because would it have made a difference no matter where they were in the rankings? I, I would say, yeah, right. If they were placed in, and I, I can't even remember. Like if they, okay, if they had to play Corona or South Point in that football game in the first round, wherever they were matched up, right? Because they did run the table. I think they were 8-0, 7-0, 8-0. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, to play in. Corona, though, they'd have to be a number two seed. Well, that's what I mean. So if I think they were yeah. stationed in a different seeding, yes. Chandler was so dominant last season. Like they were so yeah. much better than every team in the state minus Hamilton, right? Just so yeah. much better than everybody. Uh, I think that Chandler team last year, it, we still have a long way to go this year, but that, that was one of the best Chandler teams I've seen since I've been down here. Um, I would like to say that Desert Edge team, they did belong in the open because they beat everybody. They did beat everybody in a 5A schedule, but they also beat some good teams. They beat Sunrise Mountain, who was a 5A championship team. Um, yeah. They beat a good Cactus team. I, I, I'd have to look back at their schedule and who they beat. They beat but, Ironwood, who was in the 5A final. Who was in the 5A finals. And so, they beat O'Connor, who was a 6A semifinalist. 100%. They, would have been, they should have been six. They were better than Corona and South Point. That's what Jacob said. Yeah. Um, did they get screwed? But all, Maybe, but then once again, strength of schedule does come in. And I, but, but then again, you can make the same case about South Point. So last year, I think, was everything was screwed up. Everything with the human yeah. element. And it's hard I, to take too much from it. Yeah, and I think I was public was saying that I agreed with Desert Edge being at eight because I would have put Shap and Highland up at six and six and seven and replace Corona and South point. Cause I thought they were better football teams. So yeah. I don't think they were where they were placed was mistreated, but if you're going to put Corona and South point in, maybe they were. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, you know, I was also talking to Chris Eaton kind of, you know, and through DMS about the human element aspect, and he doesn't even know why they'd even put out rankings. If it doesn't have anything to do with the human element and you know, I kind of agree with him, but then we kind of got to talking and somehow he said, you know, that based on like scheduling and everything else, mm-hmm. uh, according to like Max Preps and what the rating was on the AIA website, mm-hmm. Saguaro shouldn't even have been in the open last year. But the thing is, obviously, you had that human element that because Saguaro lost two games, not even their fault. Like yeah. not lost, but got two games canceled. Yeah, because of COVID. Then they had then they had teams that didn't even want to play them. Mm-hmm. Like their open yeah. weeks, they couldn't find teams to even play them. So, yeah. you know, it's like I I kind of question like how do you penalize a team like that? Um, it, and he did yeah, say everything that was whacked last year. Chaparral yeah. ended up winning six A. They played five regular season games, and they were the what the eight seed or seven seed. They were the seven seed. They went three yeah. and two. And two and of the games that were that was. Yeah, and two of the games was Hamilton and Saguaro that they didn't have to play. If they play those games yeah. and they lose, they might not even make the playoffs. So yeah, I, I, and I, I, I I agreed with a lot of what you guys said on Twitter, and I was excited because I thought Zach was going to uh, step in the boxing ring with some of the some other media members this today. With He was going to fight Gridiron and, and Kyle and Andrew Morgan. I was, I was excited. <laughs> um, but I agreed with a lot of people because, like, Zach, you made the point of, like, why do we do this? Well, it's to keep other teams out from the dark, you know, which I like, yeah. you know, especially in the lower levels. Like we don't have enough eyes on 1A, 2A, 3A, and 4A football to have a committee make a solid ranking. It's just yeah. the truth. I don't know too many reporters just covering, you know, everybody in 3A or everybody in 4A. Maybe a guy is covering a couple teams, but not everybody, right? So I don't think we have enough eyes on that. So in that sense, it's good that we have a t- some type of formula and computer and we're able to see all this and, and rankings and stuff you need um, it you need it exactly we don't have enough eyes but i think it would be interesting in the open to have kind of like what kyle morgan was saying like hey throw the computers out we have a ton of eyes on here I, maybe try out a committee or something but uh, and then we get in this conversation right we don't need this if you move saguaro or south point up which this year more than any year every high school coach I, most high school coaches i talk to that's what they agree with like get rid of the open move two teams up and we're good you know, I don't even think you need to move South Point up necessarily. I think mm-hmm. just Saguaro, because yeah. after this year, now you probably know better than I do, or even Chile probably knows better than I do. But once 
Trayson Borgay graduates, who's going to take over at quarterback for South Point? Are they still going to be that same dominant program that they have been? They will be in Tucson just because they're okay. a, they are the private school, right? And they can pull from anywhere. So you know, they're, they're the class of Tucson yeah. in terms of high school. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I, I'm not saying they're going to have a Bajan Robinson and Lathan Ransom like they did in 20 or the, yeah. the 2019 season, right? Because that's rarity. But heck, they have the top defensive end in the class of 2024 and Elijah Russian coming up, you know. And they have Luis Cordova, another kid in 2024 who has multiple Power Five offers. So they have those kids, you know, and they pull those kids. And there's always a couple kids that transfer in from public Tucson schools that come in there. So that's the, probably the only argument I would make is like, hey, they make Tucson dynasties. That's the school to do it. Yeah. You know, Cody, last week, Eric and I and Jacob were actually having a conversation with Chili on, on his Friday night postgame show about Cactus specifically. Yeah. And it got to the point where we were kind of asking the question, if you were Cactus and you run the table, do you ask to avoid the open division? In your opinion, what do you think they should do? Why? Well, Not that it will matter because I'm sure yeah. if, even if they ask, they're going to be put in there anyway. But, yeah, they're going to be put yeah. in there. Yeah, I think the mindset might have – I'm not saying it would have been that exactly right in weeks one and two. Like, your cactus, you've had two really tough losses the last two years, you know, in, in 4A, especially last year in that state championship game with Ty Thompson, the Ty Thompson Mesquite and just the way you lost. You kind of want the chance to win that, you know, so maybe, like I said, not maybe that mindset of asking, but like, hey, you know, it's it wouldn't be too bad if we lost to Desert Edge or it wouldn't be too bad if Sunrise Mountain got us, right? Because yeah. we, we get to play in the 4A. The yeah. mindset's gone. I, I think over at Cax now, it's like, okay, let's switch the gears. We're not even talking about 4A because guys are going to run the table, you know, like even knock on wood, I hope this doesn't happen, but barring injuries, I still think they'd run the table. They have that much depth this year. Yeah, it'd be um, it'd be I, an absolute upset if they lose any yeah, game. Yeah, 100%, season. Eric. So I think if, now the mindset if, changes. Like, yeah. like, screw it. Let's dominate everybody. Like, let's put – let's hang 70 on everybody we play. Like, screw it. Let's let's just do that, and let's try to get a four seed, you know, or, or try to get a yeah. seed that's not the seventh and eighth seed. How are we going to do that? I don't know if there's a human element. Maybe they look at all of our scores and go, ooh, Cactus beat the last four teams 70 to zero. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's put them at – so I think that's their mindset right now. And honestly, that's the mindset I guess you got to have, right? Because there's no good time to play Chandler and Hamilton. But if you win a game you know, or, or you get a competitive game and, heck, you end up beating you know, another team in, in the open and you get to a semi-game, and then Coach Ortiz and Cactus, they're going to run away with every single postseason award. and. And they should be glorified. That should be it. Should be a glorification that's better than winning a four A state title. So my last question for you, Cody, because we've got about three minutes with you before we bring on Chili. But and I know you got, you have to get ready to you know help him with his two piece as well. So uh, we also had a conversation about winning one of the conference titles versus playing and losing in the first round of the open division. Mm-hmm. Is playing and winning a conference championship a participation award more than going and just saying hey we got into the open but we lost by 70 i i think the open in my opinion making it to the open like i just said should be glorified more by people like us you know people who have a voice in the state um because that should be your your goal right you are technically three to two now you you are the better team you did not make it into here you know but it's not a participation away like you don't get no i think that's the thing i think you're making a straw man argument like the the, well what i'm saying is you should you feel better and should be viewed as the better team like cactus should be viewed as the better team than any other team in 4a if they go to the open and everybody else stays as my puppy's barking here come here pup yeah Uh, and i agree with you there i think that Eric, you don't, though, because last time that we had this conversation, you pointed directly at that right there that says league championship. And you also mentioned the fact that my football team, we went on to win a state championship. My team is playing for a national championship, national championship in December. But I asked you if it didn't matter. I never suggested that it doesn't matter. You said that if we go and we lose that national championship, then I should just throw away all this stuff here because none of that matters, even though we own the state of Arizona. Well, 
Well, okay, what do we, but I feel like it's two different questions, right? That's not actually like, what I said. If you go back and run the tape, I asked you if that's what it meant. I don't, I don't no. think it should. No be one hates the conference title, title, by the way. I don't think it's <laughs> that's a such a straw man argument. No one said it wasn't cool to, to win me, a conference title. No one ever said that. Both that's pe- silly. Both, both people should be happy. I'm yeah. just saying as a competitor, you want to go to the open. You should be viewed as the better team than anybody else that plays for it. But I've also read the argument, right? If you lose in the open, you should be granted to go back into your conference championship and view it as a buy. I think that's interesting too, if we do that. But also, once that, again, we don't need that conversation if you just move a team up. So, well, that would be that'd be tough though, because what happens then? I mean, what you just automatically take, let's you have say, to Cactus, like let's say Cactus goes in the four or into the open and loses the first round. Do you take them and automatically make Verado go to two and them to one again? Oh, exactly. How, be, I, it'd be extremely tough. Yeah, to there's do. no good just, way to do yeah, it. It's so yeah. tough. Like you would have to like the the it, the whole bracket would be so weird and. And tough. I would just. It would, I've seen the argument, and I go, "Oh, that is interesting," because now you're rewarded. Still, you know, it's like, yeah. "Okay, we're gonna dump you back in," because you are viewed as a top team. So you know, this is you got two tries. To, but but then again, then you get two tries, and that kind of diminishes playoffs anyway. So it's tough. Yeah. But in my opinion, if you make it to the open, you should be viewed better than any other team that's in your in your in your bracket. But that also why I want yeah. the top eight teams in the state to be up there, though. So we're not yeah. having like, oh, well, Chaparral could have beat Corona by 50 last year, you know? Yeah. You you. know, something I've thought about with this, um, Centennial has lost in the first round of the playoffs the last two years in the open. And they'd probably win the 6A title. They'd probably win both 6A championships if they're in there. 100%. They are, uh, we talk about them having a down year, but that's just because of, so the, last year, last year when they lost to Liberty in the in the open, the, I watched them like three weeks before that game play Chaparral, and they rushed for uh, an ungodly amount of number. Like I think Kavon Clark had five touchdowns, two hundred fifty yards rush. I mean, they just gashed them. It's like forty four to twenty. Like they got after Brayton Silver better than any team that I've seen. They there yes, Chaparral got better in those last three weeks, four weeks before they played Highland. But Centennial is probably if that matchup occurred again, Centennial is probably favored by fourteen or seventeen points. And and, and Centennial, I actually was there the week before the open playoffs. They played against Liberty in the last game of the regular season and beat Liberty, and that's why they got the four seed in the home game. Like yeah. they were really freaking good. They were better than anybody in the six A playoffs last year. I can't disagree with you on that. Yeah. Um, Cody, really quick before we let you go, uh, something very cool happening this week. I don't see it getting denied, so I'm just going to assume that it is going to happen. Um, Chandler's weight room is going to be renamed after oh. Chris Chick. You and I were very close with Chris Chick. Every time we go there for like a quick stop, it would turn into like an hour and a half long conversation just mm-hmm. with him alone about everything. Um, how cool is that just to be able to, when you and I start going there, I mean, obviously separate times or even together, but we'll be able to see Chris Chick's name on that weight room wall. Yeah, no, it's amazing, man. And, and heck, one of the last conversations we had with him, Zach, was a couple of weeks before he passed, and it was at that yeah. that showcase. And we were this close to convincing him to put the pads back on, man, and join the, join the old man's <laughs> team. But Coach Chick was one of my favorite coaches to chop it up to. I'm a talker. I'm a big people person. And uh, and Coach Chick, man, he outdoes me. He outdid me every single time. He would talk <laughs> for hours. I was listening to Coach Aguano, uh, Coach Aguano, Sean Aguano, the former Chandler head coach and now ASU running backs coach, talk about him and and say, man, there would be days after practice where we get done at 6, and I would not leave the parking lot until 10 because Coach Chick had a million things to say. But he was that passionate, man. And, and not yeah. only that, and, and this doesn't get lost because everybody's talking about it, but he cared so much about the kids. He mm-hmm. cared about the kids of, of the present. He cared about the kids of the future, the young kids, and he cared about the kids in the past who had gone down to college and he was still trying to help them outside of football with, with school and, and living situation. Like he was such a good person who cared about the kids and he did whatever it took to try to get a kid an opportunity, anything yep. it took, man. And he was one hell of a football coach, like just picking his brain about the, the offensive line and, and zone scheme, offensive zone scheme and run scheme. He was a master at the offensive zone blocking scheme. And, and I miss a man and I miss those talks yeah. every time I go to Chandler. I, I feel like my Chandler visits are so short, man. So 
Coach Garrison doesn't <laughs> talk to me enough, not, not as much as Chicken. But you uh, need no, those guys. Cool. You need those guys do, that man. have that passion for yeah. for the kids you and everything. Do. Like, do, but it's, and it it's almost grand. always needs to be an assistant, right? Like of some <laughs> yeah. sort. It's got to be, yeah. Because the head coach has to be doing this He's and that. Be organized. Kinda... Head coach, yeah, head coach got to be organized. It's gotta yeah, be... and so there's the the assistants have more time to like, you know, if if it's a special teams coach, like when they're not running a special teams play or whatever, he can just sit and talk and yeah. stuff like that. 100%. Um, you know, but... A quick uh, a quick Chris Chick story. Uh, I went there last Thanksgiving for a practice when they were, you know, because obviously we, they played the Open uh, that Friday after. So I wanted to go check out mm-hmm. some of the teams. So I went over to Chandler. Um, I was sitting there talking to Chris Chick and Garrettson actually comes up. He goes, Chick, are you going to join us today or what? He's like, leave Zach alone. <laughs> That's man, awesome, just, man. Just so funny. And I was going to say, you know, obviously, Cody, like you said, Garrettson doesn't like to talk that much, but uh, he has no problem texting us. <laughs> I know, man. He's a, he's a big texter and a big caller. Oh, and, and, but I it, love, it's funny love that man every, to death, man. He is about his business, and he runs yeah. a damn good business. And and almost an organization, yeah. but that it reminds me of a college organization. The when they yep. the way they run things at Chandler High School, man. Everybody thinks you just go there and and just play and get all these offers. No, that is doesn't work college, like that. And it does no. not, man. They, those guys put in effort from the morning until until the sunset. So. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to miss him, but the, the title of the weight room, yeah. that's awesome. That's awesome, man. All right, Cody, uh, you and I will have to go check it out. I told uh, I told Garrison to let me know when it's going to be, uh, you know, unveiled and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you know. We'll go check it out. I'm going to write a story on it. So uh, in cool. the meantime, thanks for joining us. I know you got to get ready for Chili's two-piece. We're going to bring Chili on right now, actually, to kind of preview that. Um, and we'll have you on later on when the, the rankings start to look more uh, what they'll probably actually be. Uh, I'll see you, you guys in weeks. Fla- I'll see you guys in Flagstaff too. In about yes, I will email him. I'll get a credential. I'll be up there this weekend. There's what no if he doesn't want you? What if it's there's too no, late? There's no room then, in the press box. I talked to him today. There's no room in the press box, which means you'd be down on the field with me, Zach, but there's going to be like 50 Arizona recruits up there on Saturday. I am oh, stoked. Man. It's so going to be a ton. Yeah. It's going to be, I'm going to be, oh, pumped, man. Man. it's going to be a blast. So, all right. Right Deuces. on, Cody. Appreciate it, man. All right, Eric uh good conversation man i always love when we have cody on because he i mean just talk about knowledge and everything i mean you and i obviously know our stuff a little bit but i mean he is just i don't you know. i don't know anything oh, okay that's true all right uh let's bring on someone who also knows quite a bit who's shaking his head at that comment right now uh, oh look at that i didn't even mean to switch him but it looks like chili's up top here so what up, i mean what up? I, maybe maybe i should maybe i should move myself down because you know chili's obviously the how do you the do that? King of everything. I don't know. I didn't even mean to do that. That was weird. Yeah, I think it just happens. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Chili, what's up, man? Uh, how hey, are you doing? On, first off, uh, I'm uh, doing good. Leia's laying right here. Um, I love it. Guarding okay. the door, guarding the door to the office, and uh, you know, just kind of hanging out, uh, enjoying the show, taking in the show. Yep. It's always fun to. Uh, now I get to see Eric more than once a week, so it's exciting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tell Leia that I will uh, obviously be there tomorrow. So. If you okay, need me, I don't, sure. if you, I don't know if you need me or not, but um, all right, Chili. So even about, if you don't, he'll show up. True. I have a key. So um, <laughs> I'm not lying either. I actually do have a key. Chili actually trusted me with a key, even though I didn't know how to use that. I locked myself out the first time. You don't know how to use a key? Yeah. No, it, was story, story, Eric. It, was, it was complicated. It's a, it's a it long, long. You don't just story, put the key Eric. in and turn it? No, it's more so, complicated than the open situation so. <laughs> so so really since since we're gonna get on this topic uh so chili's locks don't actually work uh, yeah see leia's pissed off about it she's still mad <laughs> at me for it so chili's lock so the key that i have only works for the security door but the key doesn't work for any other lock inside of the house right so i walked outside with leia and I didn't put the deadbolt in, and literally the back door locked on me after I'd already locked the inside door. So mm-hmm. I was just locked out. Facts. Yeah. So Facts. I think I think Chili did that. And purpose, then my dad honestly. had to come rescue everybody and let, let people in so that Leia didn't die outside because it was like yeah, 140 did. degrees. Yeah. <laughs> then, I, then I went. Then I went to the garage and worked out. So anyway, Chili, what you got coming up on the two piece? As you see the banner, the two piece preview with that just Chili. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, I'm definitely going to be talking about some of this open stuff, uh, get in on this open conversation, talk about these eight teams that made it. Um, I know there's a lot of question marks, you know, uh, should some of these teams really be in there? Um, 
Hey, shout out to my guy Cody. I knew that he was gonna come I through coming. and let y'all know. I could, hey, uh, I could I, see you clapping there at the bottom think, of the screen. I think something was 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 grossly missed in the message that I was trying to deliver to you guys on Friday, like about competition. L- listen, competition develops character, right? I agree and with I you. Think, I think part part of this is that you know. It, it's 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 what you become in the process of the journey, not so much the reward at the end. And I know everybody wants, you know, the cool uh, plastic trophy or whatever to put up and say that they want it. But it's what you become in the process of getting it, whether you get it or not. So you might as well go up against the best. I want to I want to write against Zach. I want to, you know, um, compete with football knowledge against Cody. Um, I want to. I want to write against Eric, uh, Ralph, whoever, like, you know, and that's who I want my, that's who I want my work next to. And, uh, you know, with Jordan Ham, I want to uh, put my videos next to his and, you know, people just got to understand like competing develops the character that you become later. So, Hey, there's that, yeah. there's some knowledge for you guys. Ching, ching, yeah. Ching. The, the, uh, <laughs> the championship's great, but it's not everything like winning the ring, winning the trophy, isn't everything. Facts. Let him know. Hey, Eric, let, let him know, man. Let him know. Let 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 Z Man know how it goes down. I don't Spencer know Rattler, Dejan Robinson, um, two of the greatest players of the recent seasons to come out of Arizona. Yeah. Neither of them won a championship, but now they're just absolutely balling in college right now and have had incredible careers. So they're Eric, I'm gonna rebuttal you. I'm going to rebuttal oh, you, and it's going to be a way that I know you're not going to be able to respond because you, you'll you feel too bad. You can't really see it, but right up there on my helmet, there's a little EL. That stands for Ed Love. Those cha- That championship up there, to me and to my entire team, means everything because he passed away two weeks after. So I know that's a, that's a different situation than most, but yes, championships do mean more than just – a plastic trophy or yeah, whatever. absolutely. You know what I mean, but, but absolutely hold on, hold they on, do, but they don't mean hold on, everything. Hold on. Hold, hold on one second. Zach, I totally agree with you. That championship means everything. Yeah. And if you go on compete and lose in an, in a national championship game, that championship would still mean everything. But if you yeah. don't even take the opportunity to compete and you're like, and you duck it, look, if people can't afford it or whatever, because I know that stuff costs, that's one thing, yeah. but if y'all can afford it and make it work and, but y'all are like, wait, that team's really good. I don't know if we want to play them. That would change the value of the championship because that means that your coach, uh, rest in peace, didn't teach you everything. I'll be honest, though, the team that we're supposed to play. First off, I can't even play in the game, not because of I don't want to or any of this stuff. I'm covering Put this comment down. That doesn't even mean anything. <laughs> yeah, Jacob doesn't know what anyway, he's talking about. Anyway, I, so so I'm covering the open division semifinals the same day as the game. It actually starts right. at three o'clock in Las Vegas. I can't physically be in two places at once. No, you can't. But my team is going. They are gonna play. It's actually the same day, ironically, that in the same location that our coach who did pass away is being inducted into the minor league hall of fame. So oh, we have to play. We took the game. Um, and you know. Uh, Chili, to your point about, you know, like maybe a team's not wanting to play because the team looks really good. I'll say it right now. We're going to win by like 21. So, no, for sure. Cool. You wouldn't not be honoring him, though, if you had lost the game, though. Like, if you had lost that game, if you had lost that game, would you be like, oh, we're not honoring him anymore? We don't like that guy anymore. Eric is so mad. All right, Eric. We'll, we'll we'll switch gears to something. Thank that you. Please calm down. This conversation is insane. It doesn't mean anything. Right. I'm about to, you know, Eric. I have the controls now. I get to kick you out if I want to. Okay, then it would just be the Take It Z podcast, and it'd be real <laughs> nope, weird. Nope. All right, everyone, welcome into the CZ podcast between Zach and <laughs> for the final for the final two minutes. Yeah, <laughs> for the final two All minutes. Fake news. All right. In, in reality, uh, Chili, what is the uh, – you're going to join us here. This is how we end our show every single week. What's the best thing that you ate in the last week? Um, dude, so uh, a fr- a Leia's other dog sitter, um, she, she like, cooks a little bit, right? And mm-hmm. she made this, um, like, spaghetti, like, casserole thing that was absolutely okay. ridiculous. Um, there's, like, 
two pieces left. When you come over tomorrow, there might be a piece left. There might not be. Only one way to find out. So. <laughs> but it's Hashtag absolutely amazing. Tuned. It's one of the best things I've ever had in my life. It is uh, so ridiculously good. So okay. um, that's the best thing that I've had. Okay. Right on. Eric, I'll let you go next. I made myself my own ramen soup, and it wasn't just tonkatsu from the little orange packet. <laughs> hey. Did you do a TikTok style with like cheese and stuff like that? I don't know. I don't have TikTok, so I couldn't tell you what oh. TikTok style ramen is. All right. So, so on, there's on, a chance I did. There's a chance I did, but not on purpose. On, on TikTok, they have like a new ramen recipe. I'll, I'll send it to you. Even if you don't have TikTok, you can still watch it. Um, and like you put like your noodles in, you put butter, you put butter in like the little pan thing. And then like you put like uh, the noodles on that and then like some cheese and stuff like that. It's pretty mm. bomb. Like I, I, I cook my noodles similarly sometimes, but you got to be from. Now this was just this was just the ramen broth, noodles, and some mushrooms and asparagus and a little bit of beef. Oh, that's lit! Hmm. That's lit. I it was good. Okay. Nice. All right. Um, All right. Let's see. What's the best thing that I ate in the last week? Oh man. So I got a new. So I actually ordered. Um, I haven't been able to cook yet in my new place because we're still like trying to like get everything situated. Um, so I ordered this like meal prep service. It's called Nature's Purpose. Uh, please Ooh. advertise for us. There's so um, many of those now. I know there. There's a lot of them. Uh, but if yeah, Nature's Purpose, if you're uh, listening, please sponsor us so I can get free meals. Um, so the one I just oh, recently it. had, uh, it was like I got eight meals for like probably eighty bucks, like ten bucks a meal. That's about yeah, pretty average. It's about right, yeah. Uh, but the one that I that I ate the other day, it is sounds so simple, but it was so good because they like, <clears throat> I don't know, I want to say that they like spice it up. I mean, obviously not like spices, but they like made it differently. You know, um, it was very very good seasoned uh, steamed broccoli with uh, really really good marinated chicken with uh, mac and cheese on the side, and it's not like the craft. It was like. You could tell it was like homemade, like really Dang. good mac and cheese. It was Dang. really, really good. And it was like 550 calories. So not bad. Dang. I, yeah. How do you count the calories on that? They put a sticker. Yeah. It's really nice. They put all the macros on it. It's awesome. Dang. That's legit. So, I need to find yeah. somebody to do that. I'm going to find a meal prep service. I'm find you can just prep. create one. I mean. Create a meal prep service? Yeah, chili's, chili's meal prep. <laughs> or, you could just, or you could just create your meals. I mean, you have your own merch and everything. Look at you. Hey. Hey, the JC, the just cooking. cooking. Just hey, cooking. You already know. Y'all already know what it is. Okay, so. have you guys seen Squid Games yet? I have. I, finished I have it. not. I have not. But I have out of all like the Arizona that. Varsity people, Cody wins out of us in Squid Games. Hundred percent. I I heard that like all white vans have like sold out in a lot of places because like that's what they wear in Squid Games. Of course. Yeah, that sounds right. That I, I don't remember what that. shoes they wear honestly, but that sounds about right. Oh okay. All right. Uh, Dave, we're gonna start seeing Daniel. Daniel TikToks make a comeback. Cody hey. Cody wins because he's he's strong and athletic and everything, but he also is not afraid to cheat someone out of a victory. No. No, oh, he's so a competitor. Probably, yeah, that's true. He's a competitor. He's a competitor. Who would, who would be the first one out? Me. Let's be honest. And it wouldn't be trying. close. Are you sure? You really I'm in, out. in the green light, red light, green light game. Oh. Yeah, no, actually, knowing you, you'd probably lean over and try to be like, hey, Zach, and start telling me some dumb joke. And yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd try to make someone else laugh so they lose. Wait, have both of you guys seen Squid Games? Because I haven't seen it. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, I've, seen I've already watched it. I've watched all of it. Oh dang! Okay, yeah. that's gonna be a big Halloween costume this year for people that dress up. It'll be an easy costume because all you need is you need a you need a pink hoodie and you need pink sweatpants or like you could wear red or maroon or whatever it is. Like pretty that's easy costume. Cool. That's gonna be and super creepy. All right, it would be really creepy. Right. Anyway, oh, all it's right, super Chili. creepy. The whole thing's creepy. Yeah. All right, Chili, we're kicking you out. Oh, this feels so good because you always do it to us on Thursdays and Fridays. Uh, we're kicking you out. Make sure to uh, obviously listen to his Chili's two-piece coming up in about probably like two minutes. So with that being said, Eric, you and I have to get out of here. Um, look at this, Eric. You ready for this? You ready? Boom. Fancy. 
make sure to get <laughs> um thank you all for tuning in uh i have to kind of change my outro a little bit because it's not recorded so i can't really say listening you're tuning in now um but yes thank you all for tuning in obviously uh very different this is kind of fun we're going to basically keep doing this every tuesday going forward we're going to open up for chili because he is the uh you know obviously the king of arizona varsity and the king of live streaming and videos and everything so uh it's an honor for us to open up for him but with that being said uh follow us all on twitter you see it right there at the bottom at zach alvira at enuman rights at azhsfb and at arizona varsity but for now this is eric and i signing off thank you all again for tuning in this was a lot of fun and uh we'll do it next week eric any last words so i i can't really i guess i can cut you off from now on if i want to huh you want to see a dog okay bye